0: Hey, hi. I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick. And you're listening to Superman Movie Minute. Is that right? Did I do it right? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Superman 2 Movie Minutes, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you believe a man can fly is 1980s Superman 2 5 minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I'm your host Rob Kelly, and joining me as always on this journey through time and space is Chris Franklin. Hey Chris. Hey, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we we're both, we were top both top so other. excited. <laughs> we're so excited to talk about this. Uh, how's
0: it going? <laughs> uh, things are going well. Uh, I'm excited. We're here in Niagara Falls uh, with the uh, <laughs> the uh, the honeymooning Smith couple. Uh, these are minutes 35 uh, through 40, and it opens with the. Uh, the boorish uh, <laughs> bellhop uh, offering the Smiths to having a happy whatever. And it hey, ends with uh, Lois Lane saying, way to go, Superman. This will be our nice big fun scene of Superman rescuing a kid. So, uh, so yeah, these minutes, this, this opening sequence here as it continues on with the, uh, the newlywedding, I, I'm amazed at the amount of shit Clark takes from this bellhop. Really? You know, I mean, yeah. I know he's got to be the persona, but I, I don't know. I would have smacked that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, that guy comes out later and his, you know, his car is on the roof of the building or, you know, some, <laughs> <laughs> something, you know, I think it's like that, what Shazam I, does with those two kids. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. His, his truck just falls out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this guy is. Yeah, I mean, I love the look that Christopher Reeve cuts him. Though it's like, he he gives him a look like I could totally evaporate your brain just by looking at you. Yeah,
0: I love the fact that Lois does not even wait for the guy to be out of the room before she goes ugh. Like you know, gee thanks you know thanks Lois for keeping up the pretense of this. Like she's not even bothering to pretend.
1: Yeah, and I love that she again. She points out that she's a better reporter than Clark, just like Perry did earlier in the movie. A great writer, like, writers, writers. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Clark, he just can't catch a break. And you I know, catch a break.
0: yeah, yeah. And then of course he tries to be super cool with the whole. Uh, uh, what
1: about the s- 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 sleeping arrangements? <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What was he? what was he exactly getting at there? Was he hoping that they would sleep in the same bed and maybe something might happen? Or what, if you really stop and think about it, what is, what is, and again, we get into the whole Superman-Clark dynamic that we talked about in the previous movie. It's like, okay, is this part of the act? Is this, you know, what what exactly, what part of the true person is coming through in this in this moment? You know, if you really stop and think about it, it's like, well, what are you trying to get at there, Clark? You know it's like <laughs> what do you expect their their relationship really uh can't be
0: examined I'd say too carefully uh in in a in a really critical sense because it's not fair for superman slash Clark to try and romance Lois as Clark, knowing what he knows about her as Superman like the He's being duplicitous, like all get out. And in the right. comics, you know, you just ran with it. I mean, of course, there are some famous stories in the Superman's Girlfriend Lois Lane comic where Superman is an outright dick to her. Right. About some of this stuff. But here, yeah, I, I guess I think it's just because the way that Christopher Reeve had that light touch that um, he's yeah, I mean, yeah, he's trying to romance her a little, but he knows that it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, literally in the first film, she even says, oh, Clark, he's nothing. She's right. she literally says he's nothing, um, yeah. and so I guess he's kind of he's 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 maybe trying to hint, but he knows nothing's going to happen. And of course, Lois, being Lois, it, is not giving him any inch uh, of space there because I mean, she just she's like, Mister Smith, the complimentary couch. And He's like, <laughs> Oh, okay,
1: like it's just no sale. It's not happening. Forget it. So, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I kind of I kind of feel like. He's playing what Clark would be doing at this moment. You know, right. he's not really going to try to bed Lois. I mean, but no. but you know, it's it's he will uh, later. you know, <laughs> he will later, obviously. Yeah, in in the famous uh, silver bed sheets. Uh, but but that our buddy of those, Derek William Crab tried to recreate for his bedroom at one point. You know. <laughs> Which I, I guess we need to talk – we'll talk about that at the end of this episode. But, oh, yeah. We but, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Well, we should plug that. But, but uh, yeah, so I, I think – and I got to say that it took me years to understand what the deal was with the bed. When he sits down on the bed. it starts to vibrate. Yeah. Right. Okay. And he's like, gosh, it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> I love his take on that. It's alive. He's just so <laughs>
0: – have you ever been on one of those beds that does that? I have not. It uh-huh. is not I, – I was in a hotel once and it had that and I tried it just because I was like, oh, this is it. It's awful. I don't know why anyone thinks that that's, I mean, I, look, I mean, you know, straight out, I wasn't having sex on it. But like, I, I just, to me, it was horribly uncomfortable. I was not, I don't know why anyone would find that to be
1: alluring in any way. I know, it's like, how could you, how is that that conducive to the rhythmic motion yeah. you need? I, you
0: know, I don't know, it feels <laughs> like a thing. Do you
1: got to match you know. it, or do you got to counter it, or what do you do exactly? Yeah,
0: That's very <laughs> strange. I, I, I never knew that that was like a real thing. I just saw it in movies. Like, you see it in plane trains and automobiles and stuff. He, oh, right. The beer yeah. blows up because he's on the bed. But, yeah, I was in a cheap hotel once, and I was like, oh, look at that. Oh, we got to try this. And, like, rawr, rawr. and you're like, this is just annoying. This is just, just not at all fun. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. But but then of course that only underscores the tacky nature of this of this hotel, which is why they're there in the first place to kind of you know rob these newlyweds, newly blind, as it were.
1: Oddly enough, when you said that, I got this flash of a sleazy hotel. It made me think of uh, Fred Garvin, male prostitute. <laughs> uh, which with of course, yeah. Kidder was in that scene Margo with Margot Kidder. Yeah, Fred yeah. <laughs> hey. Garvin. Male
0: prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the great sketches of all time: Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Uh, so, so yeah. After the after uh, Clark sees that his bed is alive, we then cut to the frozen north with uh, Lex and Miss Tessmacher heading up in a balloon. And the
1: only thing I can think of is Lex must be freezing. Well, here's here's my thought on this. Okay, this scene was filmed by Donner because Gene Hackman's in it, right? And, right. And Valerie Perrine's in it. Okay. So, I bet the way they talk about it, it seems like they're not that far from the prison because they, you know, she's like, "Why did you do that to Otis?" And 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 you know, so it makes me wonder if originally, if Donner had finished this scene, he would have had a different background and not the Arctic behind them, you know? Because wow. yeah, oh,
0: I mean, because Lex
1: would be dead at this point he'd yeah. be a freaking lexical you know i mean there's no way he could survive up in that altitude at that temperature you know i mean it's just and she's not dressed that warm either no, so no no yeah, coat yeah. no gloves no hat like that's
0: just oh my god the worst so yeah yeah boy i never thought about that but yeah that makes you you're right because the 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 line where she says where she asked about Otis, you would think that would be a conversation you would have had 45 seconds after you've left not days and days later which is what it would have had to have been if they're already over the arctic by this point
1: right I'm, I'm thinking it's more probably like it's like because it's you know seems like it's morning where clark and lois are maybe then it's morning after they escape the prison and so they're still fly they're flying north but but they're not into the like frozen tundra yet right, right. <laughs> That'd because he's saying north you know that miss Tessmacher due do north you know so that, well, if they're, they're according to the background, they're already north, you know.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wouldn't there? You would think know. too. There wouldn't there be a, a, a news break in that arch criminal Lex Luthor has escaped prison? I would think that would be kind of a big thing on the news.
1: Yeah, and you would also think that. Yeah, you think that would be on the news, and you also think there would be like you know, since Lex tried to literally, he literally nuked California, there'd <laughs> be like jets scrambled to go find right. a. Hot air balloon? I know that technology wasn't quite what we have today, but I'm pretty sure the Air Force could find a hot air balloon.
0: <laughs> In the eyes of the prisoner, like, well, he got out fair and square. There's nothing we can do.
1: That's right. I no, don't even report it. It's yeah, all right.
0: It's fine. Right. He's probably all right. Yeah, yeah. I'd, that part, that never occurred to me either. But yeah, why didn't you scramble some Air Force jets to go just shoot Lex down, for Pete's sakes? Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, as they head north, of course, we cut back to uh, Niagara Falls, and Lois and Clark are walking around and talking about uh, you know their, their time together, and he wants to hold hands with Lois. And again, I love the way Margot Kidder has that line where she's like, here's my hand, Clark. Hold it. Like, it's totally perfunctory, unromantic, and she's sort of commenting on that almost like, look, all right, you want to pretend, but this isn't anything. So it doesn't mean anything to me. You want to hold my hand? Go ahead and hold it. And it's like it's the kind of thing where he gets what he wants, but not in the way he really wants it. He wants it to be genuine, and of course, it's not genuine because she's not feeling it.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, she comments about how you know they're holding hands because if they let go, they're 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 running straight to the lawyer. You know, it's like she's she's very continues to be very cynical, except when it comes to Superman, and then she's just you know, a, you know, 14 year old girl, you know, just in love with the the latest teen idol, basically what she turns into. So, which I, I think is really, it's a really neat angle with the character. I mean, it, it gives her, it gives her some depth without, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of a extremes of depth. I mean, it's like from one extreme to another, but it does, it it does kind of flesh out her character more than just like hard nosed, cynical, you know, go get a reporter, which, which, which I like.
0: Yeah. Um, I did notice she's of course taking Polaroids of everything. And <laughs> there's, there's no, like, there's no official photographer for this story because of course you can't print photos from f- Polaroids. So right. I don't know who, like, you know, like how are they going to, I guess they're not going to have any photos for this story when it eventually runs the expose because you know there's there's no Jimmy Olsen here to like take accompanying photos or anything so i guess they're just going to have to i think like lois is taking these photos just for her own entertainment not because they're going to be used by the daily planet
1: yeah i, I was kind of wondering that too it's like well they could have like gave her like a real still get her right gave her yeah, a real a camera, real camera yeah. that, <laughs> that had film yeah. in it you know but <laughs> yeah. yeah so i i do like that you know she she you know uh, the fogged-up glasses thing is kind of a neat little angle because, you know, where they're standing with all the mist and everything, his glasses would get fogged up. Yep. And yep. and she reaches for his glasses, Lois being pushy the way she is. And that's the first – I guess this is the first time she's seen Clark without his glasses. And, hey, he looks kind of familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, he senses it and then he runs away. And luckily uh, there's a distraction in that that there is the stupidest kid in the history of the world – uh, playing this game where he's on the other side of the railing and he's like daring him, like sort of letting go and then grabbing it at the last second. And I, I gotta tell you, I guess when I was, a, when I was a child and I saw this, I was probably about the same age as this kid, uh, mm-hmm. when, when this movie came out and this, the kid doing this, it just makes my knees buckle. It's so stupid and so dangerous and it's such a classic kid thing to do that he's not thinking it through. And then, of course, you know, he's like, hey, mom. And then we got the, the, the mom uh, paying no attention and she's eating cotton candy. Yeah, honey, that's nice. But just
1: watching that kid do it is so scary to
0: me because it's just so
1: stupid. Right, and, I mean, Clark gets on him, you know, once, like, son, son, son get yeah. down from there, you know, and, and and then the mom, of course, the mom, she gets on him because she he embarrassed her, not right. so much because he was going to get himself killed, which, I mean, as a parent, I have witnessed these type of people, and I want to just, you know, I, I want to take a blunt object to them. Right. I, mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I mean, the, I have never seen anything to this extreme, but I have seen some parents... Who just and I'm sure everybody has not. You don't have to be a parent to see this, but I have seen parents just ignore their kids when they're doing incredibly dangerous things. And I have to had to do what Clark has done and step up and say, "Hey, you know." And, I, and sometimes <laughs> you can get the get the vibe that it pisses them off, but I really don't care if it pisses them off because if you're that stupid, then I don't care about pissing you off. Right. You know, it's like I mean, kids can slip away from you sometime and do things. It happens, but clearly these are. Negligent morons that are parents right here
0: yeah so. uh, th- this kid doing that thing is so d- and then of course he he slips and it's and then Lois is there to to see it luckily and see the kid fall and I will you know this is one of these things that you just you can't you can't analyze it too closely because it but like the length of the time it takes for this kid to fall. <laughs> And it, like, Lois has to scream. People have to... Run. Like, for the amount of time it takes Clark to just go behind the hot dog stand... But, by the way, he's getting Lois uh, hot dog and orange juice, which is the most vile combination I could possibly imagine. Oh,
1: God. Um,
0: yeah. Ugh. But, I mean, j- like, this kid... Like, by the time Clark goes behind the hot dog stand, that's it. The kid's dead. He's... like yeah. the, the kid isn't falling for five minutes. It's probably ten seconds at best.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's... it. That whole thing. And, of course, she sends Clark away and and she takes a picture of him, which I've always kind of wondered, is she, like, starting to build her case that, hey, you know, is she going to, like, pull a Vicky Vale and start comparing <laughs> photographs of of Superman and, and Clark Kent and say, hey, their chin's the same or, you know, or – because we didn't get the whole drawn on the newspaper thing that we got in the Donner cut, you know, right. uh, at the beginning of the movie. So, um, yeah, the, you know, he he is, he is pretty far away from the railing when this happens. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, the whole thing, and yeah, it's it is really it is it it, it does really push push the boundaries. Of, I know Superman. Superman moves at super speed, but there's too much stuff that happens before right he even changes to Superman to be able to catch this kid in time. Really, so maybe yeah. he
0: uh, spins the world backwards again, <laughs> gives him, <laughs> gives himself an extra thirty seconds. I do love right around the thirty uh, the thirty nine forty seven mark. There is a this mat shot of the kid falling and it's clearly a dummy uh, because it's the way it's flailing in a way that clearly there's no bones in the spot. And it, like it doesn't bother me because it's just sort of funny, but it, it's so clearly a dummy that they just chucked over this thing. And I imagine there had to be somebody on the Superman 2 crew whose job it was was just to throw a dummy off a railing probably 50 times while they just kept shooting it to get exactly the right one. And they're like, well, we'll put the mat, you know, we'll put the, the mat footage behind him. Uh, but it's so clearly a dummy and it just, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. Um, I should mention the actors here. Uh, Elva Mae Hoover is the mom. Uh, she had a, mm-hmm. uh, she's, she's still working today. Just before Superman 2, she was in the movie Equus. Uh, with Richard Burton, that's kind of a big credit. And uh, she was most recently in a miniseries, The Romanoffs, which is a miniseries done by the same guy, Matthew Weiner, who did Mad Men. So she's keeping busy. Uh, and then the kid is uh, Hadley Kay. His first credit is Meatballs with Bill Murray. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he moved into um, a lot of voiceover work. And you'll love this credit, Chris. In two episodes of Johnny Bravo, he played Scooby Doo. Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. I I remember when Scooby-Doo was on Johnny Bravo, but I did not know that, you know, that was back when, uh, uh, that was after Don, I guess Don Messick passed away. And there's been a lot of people back and forth that did Scooby for a while. Now Frank Welker does Scooby. Right. And Freddy on everything. But yeah, so, wow, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I saw that he was a voice actor. He was like, uh, not too long after this, he was in the Care Bear movies. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. so care bear stare you know uh so uh the I, speaking of voices there's there's a couple different scenes like when when Clark tells the kid to get down and the mom swats the kid's rear with her purse which is so 80s that a mm-hmm. mom would you know you know uh you know whip whip a kid with a purse uh she sounds like Joan Rivers right then and and then and then when she's talking with the the cotton candy in her mouth i think that's the actress's voice right but when we hear her again later she's got this very i don't think it was joan rivers but it sounds like somebody with a very joan rivers it's type raspy voice. yeah it's very raspy yeah, it's, it's like i told you to get down from there you know that type of you know that mm. that extreme kind of new york accent or something raspy you know voice it just it it uh it's really strange it's like they're they're just not real careful with the dubbing of the voices and the, I mean, because she's this woman's got two different voices, basically. <laughs> well,
0: as as we'll discover in the next episode, they have a lot of fun with a lot with uh, voiceovers in this scene. There's a lot of little gags yes, they, they throw do. in here and there, but uh, but yeah. So yeah. anyway, Superman is just about to rescue the kid, and this 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 five minutes ends with with uh, the cheerleader, Superman's professional cheerleader Lois Lane, going "Way to go, Superman!" which is very. Very sweet. And, you know, again, what we know of, of Margot Kidder and what we've seen of her in interviews and stuff, you know, she was not a doe-eyed kind of girl. She was, she was you know, pretty much uh, said what she thought and didn't worry about the consequences. And so for her to play this part, and it's so kind of like, gosh, golly, wow Kind of thing. Uh, I'd say something about her acting chops that uh, to me she's so convincing as she is because this is not her personality. You know, no. I, I, never, I never imagined in her life, uh, in, in Margot Kidder's real life, she ever said, way to go to anybody. <laughs> you know, that was not dripping with irony or something. So I don't, <laughs> right. I, I don't mean that in a mean way. I just don't get the sense that she, Lois Lane is very different from who uh, Ma- I get the sense Margot Kidder was. So, you know, again, good, good on her because she's, she's great in this role.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because you you know, you hear a lot of the actors say, you know, when Christopher Reeve was standing there in the suit, you just couldn't help but feel like, Oh, they're Superman because he had that presence, he embodied that character. But I never got the impression that Margot, Margot was like, you know, when they're in the harness up there you know, he's trying to stay in character and she's like reading a book, you know, she's got, she's got it tucked in her dress somewhere and she's reading a book and, and he's getting on her because she's messing up his method, you know, basically. And, and, but then you get like, you know, Annette O'Toole was like turned to jelly the first time she saw Christopher Reeve in his Superman suit on the set of Superman three, you know? So I mean, it's a, but Margo just wasn't that, like you said, she's just not that type of person. So for her to go full on, you know Superman's biggest fan is it, she was acting there obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> She's doing her job She's doing her job so that's, good good job that's over right. there so uh, yeah, I good. guess I think that's going to do it for these five minutes. Is there anything else we want to say about them, Chris: Not really about these five minutes, but we did bring up our buddy Derek William yes. Crab. yes uh, and uh, he does those wonderful heroes of comic history of comics on film. I'll get that right here in a minute uh, videos, and he did one on Superman Two recently.
0: Yes, he did. I mean of course, by the time you all are hearing this, uh, it's like a couple of months old at this point. <laughs> by the time right, right. That Derek yeah. did it. we're kind of going out of time here. nevertheless, yeah, if you have not watched those videos, uh, they are unreal uh, of the the, the, her, just the aside from the content of, of that and the quality of the content, the Herculean labor. That Derek must put into these things. To pull up these clips and have these voiceovers and, like, have these cutaways. I mean, I've just – I've done a little bit of video editing in my time and I've done, you know, like – to me, if you do 10 seconds of video editing, I'm exhausted.
1: And he's no, putting yeah. together
0: these hour-long videos. They're just unbelievable. And he's done like there's like seventy episodes by this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you can go to History of Comics on Film, and he did an episode on Superman Two, uh, and he even shows and he finds footage that I've never seen. He he found some interview footage of Christopher Reeve I've never seen. Of him talking mm-hmm. about Superman too, which is amazing. I don't know where he finds this stuff, but it does feature uh, a section on Phantom Zone villains, featuring some acting performances by uh, by both of us, actually. Chris, yeah, right,
1: <laughs> and our buddies Shag and Ryan too. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> yeah, we all we all participated. That was a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, he gave Shag the most lines, and believe me, everybody, don't think Shag didn't lord lorded that over us uh, for a while, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way Shaq is. But anyway, no, it's it was enormous fun. I'm always happy to, to contribute to to uh, Derek's videos. They are a blast. And said particularly if you're listening to this, go go find that episode. I'll put the I'll put the link in the show notes to it, because it's it's just a, a blast and you find out all this stuff about the movie again. Even I, when I'm still learning stuff about Superman two, that's pretty amazing.
1: I mean you'll find out how many times Superman has been to the Eiffel Tower in the comic books. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know how I he mean, does that, it. That's how deep he's diving, man. I have no idea how
0: Derek does it. They're, they're unbelievable. So, yeah, everybody, go go check uh, historyofcomicsonfilm.com. You can go to – and it's on Twitter at HOCOF uh, over on Twitter as well. So, all right. Well, I think that is going to do it for this uh, episode of Superman 2 Movie Minute. Of course, uh, you want to find back episodes of the show, go to our website, which is com. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. So I guess uh, that is going to do it. So uh, come back next week as the adventure continues with Superman 2 Movie Minute. Bye. Bye. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Sorry I've been away so long. I won't let you down again.